Hello, everyone. I am Pat Bigelow, and I am joined by my co-host here. Hey, guys. Yeah, this is Adam. Uh, excited to be with you on this podcast, new podcast here at Pure Drive. So we've had this idea, and we've been talking about um, doing a podcast here for some time, um, but we wanted to find a way that we could help um, our Pure Drive customers. And since we do a lot of technical work here, full swing work, we thought course management, the mental game was an area that we could really um, kind of key in on to help our students. Um, Definitely. <clears throat> yeah, so we wanted to fill that void because we get to touch on those things just briefly during lessons. So we get caught up with the technique, and it's important for players to learn technique. But at the same time, there's other aspects of the game that are so important, such as mental game and course management. So we're excited to share some ideas with you guys to help in those areas. Totally. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're in one of these, one of our bays here, and and you're finding that zero path with a cl- you know club face for you lo- you're looking for and a quality ball strike. But if you can't take it from the simulator to the golf course, then what's what's the use? Yeah. <clears throat> so when you're training in these bays, you can get very technical, and again, that's really good, mm-hmm. right? You want to work on your swing. So using the data is excellent, but then you have to. Uh, shift you got to shift your mindset so when you get on the course obviously you're not thinking numbers you're not thinking too much uh, about your golf swing it's okay to have a couple thoughts but uh, Pat and I want to really share some cool uh, ways to change your mindset so you're thinking differently on the golf course because we we hear from our players like they're feeling better about their swing they're practicing um, and they're seeing good results on the range, but they don't take that game to the course. Right, the scores aren't dropping, right? Exactly, yeah. So we want to help you guys lower your scores. So we're really going to help you take that game to the golf course. Uh, we're going to touch on those aspects that we don't get to talk about that much during lessons, and that's the mental game, course management. So we're really excited to help you guys out with those. So much goes into it, right? Assessing the conditions of the golf course. Is, the, is it a windy day? Is the course playing firm? Is it playing soft because it rained the next day? All this we're going to talk to you about as you approach your round, whether you're a weekend warrior playing with your buddies or you're a guy that maybe is just getting into tournament play for the first time. We know you and I have some experience playing in tournaments that it's yeah. a totally different mindset. You know, well, you're all playing with your buddies. You get on the first tee, then you play in a tournament. It is a totally different experience for you. That's right. Yeah, you got to learn how to play under pressure, Um, and it's a lot different than just practicing or playing casual golf. Um, So maybe let's jump into one of the topics that uh, we wanted to talk about, and that's club selection. And when to play aggressive or when to play conservative. Yep. Um, so it's uh, dependent on your ability level, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're you know, just learning the swing, you don't have a lot of experience, you're a beginner golfer, uh, you got to play you know, just to the center of the fairway, the center of the green. Once you have a game where you're starting to see better scores, uh, you have better command over right. the ball flight, right. this is where you could start to pick more aggressive targets, right? Totally. So you want to talk more about that? Yeah, so like I'll, I'll take you for my game, for instance. Um, I, I love to always play aggressive, too much to the point, but over the last couple of years I've started to reel back in, and this is something that I try to teach to all my elite players. So when you're assessing whether you're going to hit driver on this hole, 
what are we looking at? We're looking at wind conditions. We're looking at trouble. But what I like to stress to them is, hey, what is the widest part where your driver could potentially land? What is the widest part from hazard to hazard? Yeah. So like my general rule of thumb is sort of like 40 yards. Like if I have a 40 yard window between hazard to hazard, then yeah. I'm probably pulling driver and trying to hit it in that. Where if yeah. it's a 10, 15 yard window, it's probably not the smart play. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Um, as a player myself, what I love to do was, was go into those apps where you can get, you know, the aerial view. You can start to measure distance. Game plan, right? Yeah, you can come up with a game plan. So a great game plan starts with knowing which clubs you want to use yeah. off the tee. And so like Pat said, you can go into these apps or if you know the golf course well, pick the widest part of the fairway, okay, and figure out what club do you need to hit to get to that wide part of the fairway. Now, of course, if you're feeling good about your game, okay, you I think you just well said it right day. there. Perfect. Let's touch on that for a second. If you're playing well, if you're hitting the ball well, yeah. I think that changes things, don't you? Don't you? Yeah, no, for sure. You're you're playing well, you're you're you got a good front nine going, and you know there's a few holes in the back nine that maybe normally you hit a driving iron or a three wood. And it kind of narrows up where you want to hit driver. But if you get a little closer to the green, you could hit a flip wedge in there. Yeah, so if you're playing well, go ahead and pull that driver. I love it. I love it. Yeah, so, I mean, take a risk. But don't take risks if you're not playing well. Right? <laughs> you, said it, you said it perfectly. Yeah. You said it perfectly. Um, let's talk about another situation. So let's talk about uh, approach to a green. Let's say we have a back, back pin. And to cover the back pin is 150, and to cover the the front is 135. Yeah. You're coming from the fairway. What are you thinking about? Yeah, just middle of the green, right? Not going to this, uh, not thinking 150. Mm -hmm. Okay? Kids make it. Say that again. Yeah, not thinking 150. That is the max club a player should be thinking that they can hit. So if I hit my nine iron... 150, I'm not hitting an 8-iron. I'm not thinking of laying off an 8-iron. I am thinking about my max club actually probably being about my 145 shot because my goal is, hey, I want to be below the hole and I want to have a, a, you know, give myself a putt. Right. At least give myself a putt. You look at tour averages, right? And I just used 150 for sort of an example where the tour average, 150 yards, is about 21 feet to the hole, yeah. right around there, right? Yeah. So if tour players are hitting it to 20 feet on an average, yeah. what, what should the weekend warrior be hitting yeah, it to? Yeah, no, that's a great point. Yeah, outside 20. <laughs> Within 50 is good. Or just getting on, get the, on green, the green, seriously. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, players all the time in lessons are going to be like, yeah, if I can get to 120, I should be within five feet all day yeah. long. Yeah. I'm like, no. Yep. No, if you're, you're lucky if you get inside five feet. Right. If you could get inside 20 feet, great. You should be thinking, like, that's a great shot. You're walking off. Worst thing is a par, right? Pars are great. I love pars. Absolutely. So, yeah, you were talking about that 150 shot. Now, a couple things you could do if you're a good player. You know, you take that nine that normally goes 150, so you choke down on it, right? Or you just play your fade into that 150, Mm -hmm. all right? That's going to take a little bit of distance off. but let's say you don't have that ability to do those things, um, or you don't want to do right. those things. You could take, you know, a pitching wedge. Totally. Right. As long as that pitching wedge carries 135. Totally. 
All right, so a lot of young kids I work with, competitive players, they, they laser that, that flag and it's like, oh, I'm hitting my 150 club. Mm -hmm. And they don't play uh, to the big part of the green. They don't play to that long side of the pin. So what do they do? They play aggressive, they get short-sided, and they have to hit a flop. You said it right there. I think especially I see from younger, better players, getting them to reel it back in is important. I mean, I do playing lessons with, with good players from time to time, and I am blown away how often they're attacking you know, front-right pins right. with a bunker in front, and where it's, it's hey, let's, let's hit it out to the left 20 feet, you make the putt great. Yeah. Where yeah. now you're scrambling to, to save, a, save a par, probably walking off with the bogey. Yeah, so imagine a scenario where the pin is, you know, tucked way to the left. Mm -hmm. And then you got this awful bunker on the left side. So if you miss uh, left and you're in this bunker, there's probably no chance you're yeah. getting up and down. Totally. Right? So middle of the green might not even be the play, even though it's on the long side. Absolutely. All right, so now you should probably take it down the right edge of the green. Mm -hmm. And so people are like, oh, well, that's too far away. I should play more aggressive. But, you know, what, what's your ability level? All right, how are you playing that day? What's your miss? Yeah, what's your miss like? If, you're, if your miss is typically left, you're, don't aim center of the green. That's it. Okay, you're an idiot if you right. aim right at the flag. Right. So you got to play conservative um, on holes like that. So if you have, have a hazard on the left, you know, maybe it's a real deep bunker. Maybe it's a, um, a water hazard. Mm -hmm. You, you got to play way to the long side. Totally. All right. You got to be careful in those situations. And the other things that I mentioned earlier to you, to you guys, is guys and girls, is conditions. What's the conditions of the golf course like? Is it windy? Is it is it hard? Is it soft? All these should you should be taking into consideration when hitting your shot. Yeah. No, that's a good point. And if it's into the wind, you should know that you, you get hurt, mm -hmm. okay, more so than if it's downwind, okay? That's a great compared point. Compared to what you gain. Yep, that's a great point. Yeah. Say that again. So let's say you have a 20-mile-an-hour wind coming at mm -hmm. you compared to a 20-mile-an-hour wind going um, with you. You're going to lose more yards when it's into you yeah. compared to, you know, how much you're going to gain totally. downwind. Totally. So people are just like, you know, let me – if it's like a 15 mile an hour wind, right? It's normally eight iron. Okay, so they go to the seven, they end up 20 yards short of the green. Yeah. Okay, don't be surprised. So let's take that example, mm -hmm. right? 15 mile an hour yeah. wind coming at us. Yep. All right, you got a middle pin, it's normally an eight iron. Mm -hmm. Okay, what are you gonna do? Well, seven iron, okay, might be the play. Right. But what I would do instead of same grip, swinging hard, or your normal speed with a seven, I would choke down mm -hmm. on a seven mm -hmm. and swing a little bit easier, maybe playing it back in your stance Love as that. well. Yep, totally. Because now you're flighting it down. Mm -hmm. All right, you're getting underneath the wind because that's the most important. It's not just taking a club longer, all right? That might happen, but 15 mile an hour wind, you got to stay under the I don't wind. even see single digit handicaps doing what you just said. Right, and those are and these are the things that we're here to help you guys with is to kind of give you these tidbits about how to lower your scores on a windy day. That's how you're going to flight your golf ball. What Adam just said, we're not trying to hit these high launchy balls that are super tough to control. It's going to be a long, long day if you're you have a high ball flight and you're playing into the wind and don't know how to hit it low. Right. So. No, for sure. Yeah. So, one of the other topics that I wanted to bring up 
that relates to this, and I think we're going to get into a lot about this, mm-hmm. is being like more result focused, mm-hmm. right, versus process. Love it. So let's say we have a pin that's tucked left or uh, towards the back side of the green, and you're just trying to attack that pin. But why would you be attacking that pin? Mm-hmm. All right, you might be attacking that pin because you're thinking score, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you've got a bogey or double on the last hole, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh man, I gotta make birdie here. Mm-hmm. So then you go right at the flag, but then you short side yourself, right. all right? And then, you know, you make another bogey or another double, and now you're really screwed. So why are you playing this game? Well, or how are you playing this game? Don't be so result-focused, mm-hmm. right? Let's stay in the process, right. all right? Let's go through the routine, stick to your game plan. Let's play to the long side of the pin. Mm-hmm. You know, let's make sure we get some momentum going. You said A few it. pars, maybe a birdie or two. It's, you just said it. it's so easy to deter from your game plan as soon as something small starts to go around on your swing. I do this all the time where, like, I'm yeah. playing, I have a game plan, and then something goes awry, and I say, oh, shoot, i got to make up for this on the next hole, and I start to push it. I push it, I push it, I exactly. push it. And that's where stuff gets in trouble, where if you step yeah. back... You stick to the game plan. You go through your pre-shot routine. And that's pre-shot routine is something that we're certainly going to be touching upon um, in this podcast. Um, But these are all the things, like I said, that we're here to help you you with. I want to talk about one more uh, situation as it relates to club selection. So let's say I hit a shot onto the green. I've got about 25 feet and it's uphill, but the putt breaks about two to three feet to the left. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would see about 90% of most amateur players try to make that putt. Yeah. My question to you is, should they be trying to make that putt? I'll give you my answer when you're done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, gosh, I would say, again, what's your ability level? Do you make those putts often? Mm-hmm. Um, would you make it more if you tried to just, you know, nestle it close to mm-hmm. that, uh, leave it within, you know, maybe like a two or foot, one foot circle? Yeah. Um, you'd probably make more, as weird as it sounds, if you didn't really try to make it. Yeah, agreed. So, yeah. So I know that sounds weird, you know, not trying to make mm-hmm. it, but picturing a circle that you're trying to get it into, really thinking speed is going to help you make more putts. Absolutely. If you get closer to the cup you can think more line Mm -hmm. but if you're further away like 25 feet you know pick a line right don't worry if it's perfect right you said it right there what are we what are you focused on most in a putt like that yeah that length it's more speed totally it's more speed than line you know you because again there's multiple lines you can take right you could take a less you could take a more aggressive line and you play a little bit outside the cup you could take a less aggressive line. Um, you got to hit a little bit, um, you know, easier. Yeah. But here's the point: there's multiple lines that you can take. Mm-hmm. So that means there's no one perfect line. Right. So speed has to match that line. But the point is, as you get further away from the cup, let's get speed focused. Right. All right. Let's get it close to the cup. You're gonna make some, right? If your speed, if your speed focus, you're gonna make more. Mm-hmm. If you're too long, I see players where they get behind the ball, they're like 30 feet away. Maybe it's like... Um, oh, and they'll be lining it up all oh, oh, man. They're, they're so stressed their, about the line. Yeah, totally. it's like a member guest, member yeah. member, or you know, any event where you're playing with a partner, and they just like talk about the yeah. line yeah. for like you know five minutes. Like, oh, I think it's here. Or, no, I think it's there. And 
You, you get so tell, like, focused on the line where yeah. you forget about the distance. And you perfect example, that guy is going to leave that halfway there. Yeah, How so, often do you see that? So my, right. my point of, of this question was there is a time and a place to be aggressive with everything. And I think that's very true for putting as well, where I use this example of a you know 20-foot putt, which sure, okay, it's not super far. But I also said it breaks about two to three feet to the left. So right there, that should trigger a lot of you saying, wow, that's a big breaker. Yeah. So yeah. I hope that all of you are just trying to cozy that up. We'll talk about situations when to be aggressive, when you're trying to make that putt. Yeah. But that's probably not one of the situations where you're trying to no. bury that ball in the back of the hole. No, I'll no. take my two putt in that situation exactly. and move to the next hole. I would say if you have an uphill putt, yeah. right edge, yep. Go ahead, bang it. Bury it. Try, Bury try it. to make it. Absolutely. Right? But if it's like a little slider, two yeah. or three foot of, uh, break, you know, relax. Let's yeah. just get it uh, at the right speed. If you are aggressive, you're trying to make it, mm -hmm. okay, and you end up four or five feet totally. away, totally. you might miss that, and then you're walking away with totally. a bogey mm -hmm. on, you know, you know, maybe after a great approach shot from like, let's say, 200 yards yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So don't play too aggressive. Let's think more speed, totally. right? Absolutely. Um, another quick thing that we'll just touch upon here before uh, we wrap up, um, and that's simulating tournament play. And that's something that we're really going to talk about um, throughout this podcast because we're fortunate enough to train a lot of players who play in a lot of the state AMs, college tournaments. Um, and I think it would be great for a lot of you to learn how to play better and competitive uh, atmospheres. Um, and that's what we're here to do. Um, Adam, talk to a little. Talk to us a little bit about your experience. You played at a very high level. Um, yeah. So share that. Yeah, sure. So, coming out of college, I played professionally on the Gateway Tour in Florida for a few years. I didn't do well. Mm -hmm. Okay, hence why I'm teaching full time. But looking back at that experience, I know what I wasn't doing well. Mm -hmm. Okay, I wasn't practicing the right way. I was just beating ball after ball after ball in the range. So as I played more, I got into teaching more, and I was playing less. But what I really learned was how to practice effectively. And so I, didn't have a, I don't have a lot of time to practice, but when I do, I am thinking less about technique. All right? I have my cues and my swing thoughts, but I'm trying to simulate you know, a situation that I have on a golf course. Mm -hmm. Right, so for me, that's thinking more ball flight. Mm -hmm. Right now, I have a, the ability to just think like start right, let's curve it left. Yep. Right, some players don't have that luxury or to start think. left and curve it right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you got to develop that ability. But no matter what ability level you are, you should start to learn how to practice more effectively and simulate tournament pressure. So one of one example in our simulators would be, you know, if you rent a bay for an hour, first thirty minutes, you're on the range practicing. Uh, looking at your trackman numbers, mm -hmm. right? And then switch to the target practice range and start to hit targets. Absolutely. All right, hit five to this target. Hit five to that target. Count how many out of five you're hitting on the green or how many inside 30 totally. feet, right, at different distances. So that's like simulating yeah. terminal pressure. Totally. Yeah. Agreed. I, um, I couldn't agree more with that. And, and that's the things that we're here to help you guys with. I see it all the time when I'm giving lessons. Even from a lesson standpoint... I'll watch a player hit 20 golf balls in under two minutes, just rapid fire, rapid fire, rapid fire, yeah. where if you turn on the TV on the weekend 
and you see guys like I actually posted a video of Justin Thomas the other day on my Instagram and you watch the way that they take their time between balls at the range. Yeah. He's simulating his round that afternoon because yeah. he's going through his pre-shot routine. He's picking different targets. Yeah. He's pick, picking different ball flights. He's not sitting the same shot yeah. to the same target over and over again because that gets easy. When do you ever have that same shot over and over on the golf course? You don't, no. never. No, never. no, that's a good point. It reminds me of a story that uh, Jim McLean taught or told me about uh, Jason Day. Yeah. Okay, at the Fort Worth Jim McLean Golf School. Yep. On the driving range, uh, Jason Day would come and practice. Yeah. He'd bring over like 20 balls, and it would take him an hour. No kidding. To hit 20 shots. Love that. Yeah. Right? So he'd go through his whole routine. He'd hit a wedge to this green. All right, he put the club away. Yeah. All right, he picked the next flag, go through his whole routine. Yeah. Right, you know how meticulous he is, oh how he visualizes yeah. before every shot. Totally. So he's got a great routine. He's very good uh, before every swing, yeah. right? Planning, mm -hmm. going through your routine. And that's why you see him, you know, play well in majors. They visualize. Yeah, yeah, they vis vi visualization is very key. And we'll go into that, yeah. right? That's a, that's a big mental game uh, strategy. Totally. And that, that's something I learned later in my career. Um, it's very important for players because let's, you know, let's face it. When you get to a tough shot, you're going to have some self-doubt, yeah. right? Even the best players are going to doubt themselves. But if you start to visualize what you want, mm -hmm. okay, that's going to help, all right? You're going to, it's going to help prevent that shot, yeah. right, that you are afraid of, right? right? So... I think we're going to talk more about yeah. that, right? Help players Absolutely. with vi visualization. Well, I think this was a this was a great start to our our inaugural Pure Drive podcast. Absolutely. We're super excited. We're definitely going to keep doing this. Hopefully, drop one um, weekly. Um, we're going to try to get some really cool guests in here. Maybe even have some of our Pure Drive customers come in, and we'll talk to you guys. Yeah, we're super open. Um, we want as much fan interaction, customer interaction as we possibly can get. So please rip us apart. Tell us. Some stuff that we're not doing that you want us to do. Um, right, right. And this week, Adam and I will be uh, posting on uh, Pure Drive Instagram as well as our personal Instagram about questions. So submit questions that yeah. you guys want answered. Uh, we're here for you. We want to see you guys play your absolute best. Um, that's what we preach here at Pure Drive. We're growing super fast. We've got some cool things coming up that uh, you guys will absolutely love. And um, that's all I got, Adam. What yeah, got? That's, that's it, Pat. I mean, you summed it up really well. I'm really excited. So, uh, yeah, let us know any questions you have. We'll post on Instagram. Yeah. Email us, info at puredrivegolf.com. No doubt. And we'll, got some, we'll get some good topics. Absolutely. You guys are awesome. We appreciate the continued support, and we uh, look forward to see you grinding in our bays. Right. Peace out. Until next time. Until next time. I think that was really good. That was good. I think so, right? I don't know. What'd you think, Joe? I think you guys do. do you, uh, I always wonder, do you guys remember what you said? No. I mean, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs>